We need history more than money. Ladies and gentlemen, we need leaders who are more interested in people than in private ambition. If you're going to transform something, you have to engage it. You cannot change what you avoid. Welcome to Leading Edge Leadership with Dr. Miles Monroe. Discover the leader in you and others. Hi, this is Dr. Miles Monroe and welcome to a special series on leadership development. Of course, at Bahamas State Ministries and Miles Monroe International, we are dedicated to building leaders and training leaders to become an agent of change. I've traveled around the world to many, many different countries using these principles to inspire people to become better influencers. And for you to become a leader, of course, it's very important for you to know a few basic principles. First of all, you must believe that you were born with the capacity to influence other people and the world. Secondly, you must believe that you possess the potential and the ability to influence the world with your gifts. And thirdly, you must believe that you were created by God and born in this generation because whatever you have, your generation needs. That means you are significant to the world. And today I am very honored and pleased to introduce a wonderful series of teachings that are going to be focusing on developing the leader in you and the leader in other people. I trust that you will enjoy every segment. I encourage you also to make plans to be with us on these special programs. Take notes, uh, get your iPad or your, 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 your notepad and write down the principles. And I also want to remind you that you can receive all of these different sessions in a special package on leadership development. If you're interested in actually using these for your personal training, the training of your staff, or maybe developing people under your care, then you are free to have access to this wonderful material. And I say that it took me years to develop this material, and I hope that uh, you will benefit from every session. So let's get started as we look at discovering the leader in you and developing the leader in others. Our special program on this station today as we study leadership in depth. Join us right now. The 10 essentials for becoming a leader. The, the goal of every human being should be to become a leader. But how to become a leader is what's so difficult. People don't know how to do it. And especially those who are from a history of a culture of oppression. It's very difficult. So I want to talk about how to cultivate and develop the leadership power in you. And how to also help others experience that power. Leadership, as we learned in the last few sessions that I did with you, is inherent in every human being. Every human was born to be a leader. But most of them will die as a follower. And that's because they are born in a culture that doesn't allow you to develop or discover your leadership ability. And this is why many of us are still struggling with even believing that that is possible. So this is my philosophy. Every human being was born to lead, but they must become a leader. This statement implies a reality and a process. The best way to describe the principle of this statement is, every seed was created to become a tree. 
but it must become the tree. So there's a tree trapped in every seed, but in order for the tree to come out of the seed, the seed must submit to a process, which means it must be put in the soil, it must be given moisture, it must be given nutrients from the soil, it must receive sunlight, so then the tree begins to emerge. The same thing is true about you. Inside of you is a leader God created, but there must be a process that you submit to to become that leader. And so people ask me, are leaders born or are they made? The answer is both. You are born a leader, but you must be made into a leader through a process. And this is why teaching on leadership is so important. So a title doesn't make you a leader. So here's my philosophy. I call it the original philosophy of leadership. First of all, this is a biblical principle. Trapped in every follower is a hidden leader. Number two, every human being was created to lead and they were designed to dominate. You are wired to have dominion but not over people. So leadership potential resides in every human being. And that's because God created you to be a dominating creature. That leads to point number four. You were born to lead, but you must become a leader. And that's because true leadership is self-manifestation. Is a mango seed a mango tree? The answer is yes. But in order for that mango seed to manifest the tree... It must go through a process. So you could emphatically say without any contradiction that in every mango seed, there's a mango tree. No question about it. The problem is, it must be manifested. At least be the point number six. And that is, the purpose for true leadership is to produce leaders. If you are a a true leader, you will find that your desire would be to help other people become leaders and not make them followers. Uh, many of the people we call leaders, they, they need followers. So they stop you from becoming like them or they prevent you from progressing because they are uh, suffering from what I call inferiority complex. But a true leader has the passion to make other people great. They want other people to succeed. And the reason why is because they feel so secure in themselves that they know you can't compete with them. So your greatness doesn't threaten their self-esteem. They are so confident in who they are that they are not afraid to make you who you are. That's what true leadership is about. It's about helping other people achieve greatness. Now, that philosophy is very true biblically because uh, I want to tell you about what true leadership looks like. First of all, true leadership is not control. It's actually service. A true leader is not one who controls people or controls organizations or controls departments. But a true leader is one who serves people, who serves organizations, who serve the world. And it is that service that makes them great. That means that leadership is not about power. It's about empowering other people. It's about helping other people become great. If you are placed in a position of leadership... You will show your success by empowering other people to become them true selves. That leads to point number three. Leadership is not about manipulation. It's about inspiration. True leaders don't manipulate people. They inspire people. When you cannot inspire people, you must manipulate them. 
But the problem is, once you manipulate them, you're no longer a leader. You are suddenly a dictator. So true leaders don't manipulate. They inspire people. That means the point number four. Leadership, therefore, is not about controlling people. It's about finding purpose for your life. Leaders are so consumed by pursuing the purpose for where they were born that they have no time to oppress people. Leaders are generated by a sense of purpose, not a sense of making people subjected to them. So leadership really is about purpose more than it is about people. And we'll explain in a minute how that works. And number five, leadership is about becoming more than doing. A lot of people uh, believe that leadership is about a lot of activity, you know. But leadership has more to do with discovering who you are and then deciding to become it. It's like a seed discovering, I am a tree. And then they spend the rest of their lives becoming that tree. Leadership, therefore, has more to do with self-discovery and then self-release. So leaders are always in competition with themselves. They know who they really are. And they will never rest until they become it. So a leader is someone who sees their end. And then decides to pursue it at all costs. Even at the risk of being misunderstood. Or being rejected. Being criticized. That's why true leaders can handle high criticism. They're not pressured by popularity. They're more concerned about being true to themselves than being true to people. And this is why it's hard to find true leaders. Because many people who claim to be leaders, uh, they have no conviction about themselves. And this is why it's tough to really help people become leaders. They are trained not to trust themselves. I went through this myself, and I'll show you some of the processes that I went through in my own life. Okay, here's my definition of leadership, one that I have crafted over the last 40 years, and it took me 40 years to write this one sentence. What is leadership? Definition. Leadership is a capacity to influence others through inspiration. That inspiration is generated by a passion, which is motivated by a vision birthed by a conviction, produced by a purpose. Long sentence, every word is important. I'm going to read it again. What is leadership? Leadership is the capacity to influence other people through what? Inspiration. Generated by what? A passion. Motivated by what? A vision. Produced and birthed by what? A conviction. And the conviction is come, it comes from what? Your sense of purpose. So leaders have all of these qualities in, in their lives. Each one of these words are important because they describe a certain attribute of leadership that has to be present for a person to be defined as a leader. I have read literally over 200 books on leadership myself. I'm still reading them. Every, every month I buy a new book or so on leadership. And I discovered in all the definitions that no book satisfied my definition. So I created my own. And now they're quoting me. Why was I not satisfied? Because I couldn't find a definition that was comprehensive enough to include all the unique qualities that I discovered when I studied great leaders like Jesus Christ. Or Moses. Or Paul the Apostle. 
or some of our modern day leaders like Martin Luther King Jr. or Mahatma Gandhi, people who like Mother Teresa, uh, Corey Tinboom, people who impacted their generation. They all had these qualities. And you cannot become a leader fully until you encompass all of these qualities. So here's my recommendation. If you want to become an effective uh, generational leader, you have to turn this sentence upside down and you start from the bottom. Here's why. Because a true leader never tries to be a leader. Leadership is a result of a process. And it starts at the bottom. And this is why when people decide, I'm going to be a leader, they never become a leader. Because the average uh, reality is that a true leader doesn't even know when they become a leader. People have to tell them. Here's why. You start from the bottom. First, they discover a sense of purpose. Purpose is discovering an original reason for your birth. You begin to discover that I was not a mistake. I'm not a biological uh, mishap. Now this has to happen to you personally. There has to be a point somewhere in your life where you got a revelation that I was born to do something important. You will never become a leader until that happens to you somewhere in, along the line in your life. There's got to be an encounter with yourself and with your creator which defines that you were born for a purpose. There was an intent for your birth. When a person discovers that, then the second experience kicks in, and that is conviction. Everybody say conviction. All true leaders have conviction. What is conviction? Write it down. Conviction is a belief in your significance. Now, what does that mean? When you discover your purpose, you automatically discover that you are important to the world. I know that sounds almost unimaginable for you. Now, I bought you, and by the way, I need my Chinese books back, okay? But I bought you this book for a reason. The largest country in the world is China, 1.3 billion people. They are the most powerful economy and emerging nation in the world. And I was born in Baintown in a wooden house in this island. And my books are... One of the best-selling books in China. Now, could a Bahamian be that important? Let me try it another way. Most of you doing business with China, you import from China. I export to China. You can get that afterwards. Can a person become so important that the most powerful economy in the world imports their product? Now, I must warn you about number two, though. When you encounter number two, it is a spiritual experience. And this is the point of a leader's life where they argue with God. All of them argue with God, including Jesus. There's this in, in experience you go through. I don't know if Pastor Dave went through that yet, but that experience you, you, you would go through, Dave, where you suddenly realize, I am important to the world. I have something they need. And that's hard to accept because you're going to have to believe in your own importance. 
And you've been conditioned to believe you are not important. My culture taught me that I must not speak of myself too much. And that I must not be proud. I must not be so self-confident. And our culture gravitates against the idea that I am special. And they call it selfishness. So psychologically, deep in your mind, you are conditioned not to believe you are significant. As a matter of fact, to prove it, you are so busy trying to fit in, you never stand out. We are, we are driven to be accepted instead of being exceptional. And you're battling this because this is our culture. So conviction is when you discover I was born for a purpose and the world needs my purpose. I hope you get that in this class in the next few weeks. Somehow you have a connection with, with who you are and why you are. Conviction. Now I'm going to tell you about conviction. Because conviction will always begin to show up in pictures. And that's why number three is vision. You begin to see how you're supposed to help the world. You begin to see how you're supposed to contribute to your generation. Again, this is tough teaching this because I, I can feel it. You You've been trained to get a job, pay bills, and die. That's it. And that's what you're living for. You're living to go to a job, pay some bills, and then die. That's about the life of a human today. No significance, no importance, no value, no worth, no contribution to humanity, no transforming your generation, no impacting the nation, no making a difference in your community. It's just get a job, pay bills, die. What a tragic human reality. That's why it's tough for me to teach this because I'm teaching against your culture. I'm teaching against your mental reality. I am fighting strongholds in your head that resist this very statement. That you were born for a reason that gives you a conviction that you're supposed to see in a vision. People capture this at different ages of their lives depending on the kind of culture they are in. If you are in a culture where there is a lot of positive affirmation and a positive encouragement, you'll find it early. But if you are in a culture where people don't believe you can do anything and they tell you your limitations constantly and they remind you how you're not supposed to achieve anything and they reinforce how you are dumb, you're not smart, you can't achieve certain things and you live in that culture, you probably find it when you're 70. That is why you shouldn't miss a, 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 a Wednesday evening. Because this place, every Wednesday, I want to create an environment where you'll catch it now. You have to. Otherwise, you're going to live a miserable life where you are basically employed and never deployed. 
It's tough to find people with vision. By the way, vision is purpose in pictures. I call it purpose in technicolor. When you begin to see your purpose in pictures, it is called vision. It's like a seed seeing the tree with fruit on it. That's vision. The seed sees itself as a tree with fruit in it. While it is a seed, that's vision. Most of us are trained not to believe our visions. As a matter of fact, we are conditioned to be afraid of them. Because your vision is a photograph of your end. And the problem is, we believe our beginning is our end. We are born in certain conditions. Where we believe, this is my plight forever. I have come to tell you that the end of a thing is greater than its beginning. You are not supposed to die where you was born. I'm talking about state. State of life. Your vision is your future address. Your vision is your destiny in photographs. You have to see it. You have to see it. Martin Luther King Jr. He's in this list right here. I have a dream. I see the day coming when little white boys, little black girls will walk down the street hand in hand. They won't be judged by the color of their skin. I see the day coming when you'll be judged by the content of your character. He was seeing things. I wonder what you see. And by the way, your vision is always about the improvement of humanity. True vision is never for private advancement. True vision is always defined by the ability to improve other people's lives. All true vision is about improving other people. So if you have a vision of a big house, I see a big house. That's not vision, that's ambition. Matter of fact, it's called private ambition. That's not a vision. True vision is always about people. I have a dream. I see the day coming when little boys, little girls, he, he saw other people achieving greatness. When you see a vision... It becomes your reality. Can you write that down? A true vision becomes your reality. Now that is when you step over into leadership. Is when your future is more important than your present. A leader is somebody who you cannot live with too well. Because they actually don't live in the present. They visit the present. They live in this world that they can't tell you about. Completely. They kind of tell you ideas, but they can't tell you. They actually believe in the future more than they believe in the present. That's why it's called vision. Vision is about the future. When a person captures a vision that they believe more than the present, then passion takes over their lives. Now, passion is important because passion is a desire that is stronger than death. When a person believes in a vision, 
to the point where they are willing to die for it, a leader is born. This is very important. If you were to put bin Laden in that list, right? What would be the problem in that list with bin Laden? Can you, can you tell me? Let's look at the list. We got purpose, conviction, vision, passion. Okay. Bin Laden had what? Purpose. He believed that he was born, to, you know, whatever, in Islam. He had what? Conviction. He believed in it so much that he thought he was important. He had what? Vision. He saw a vision of a country, Saudi Arabia, where he was born without American influence. Only Islamic influence. That was his vision. He saw a country with pure Islam. But he had what? Passion. He was willing to what? Die. So what's the problem in that list with him? It's number three, isn't it? His vision was not to help people, but to kill them. So if your vision is to destroy human life, it cannot be a divine vision from God. See, this, this list helps you identify where you are too. Is your vision to have a big house and a nice car and a million dollars in the bank? Then that's not a true vision. That's ambition. Because that don't help nobody except you. So true vision is about improving other people's lives, making them better, teaching them to become great, improving them. So if your, if your business is not to improve other people's lives, it's not a business from God. This gentleman here owns an electrical company. And it's mostly an automotive electrical company. One of the big, the top ones in the country, the longest, I guess, they aim in ownership ones in the country. What does he do with that, com- that company? He helps people. They come there, they bring their problems to him, and he sends them away happy. So that's a legitimate vision. If I'm a drug dealer and I sell drugs to your kids to destroy their minds, I have a vision of becoming a, the number one drug dealer in the community, right? But it can't be a divine vision from God because I'm destroying life. Do you see the difference? So always remember that true vision protects human life, preserves it, promotes it, and advances it. So you check your vision to see if your vision is going to help people. Let me, let, me, let me explain why this is important. Because if you help other people get what they want, you will always have what you need. And this is why giving is more important than receiving. That leads me to number five. Passion produces inspiration. Now, people are inspired by your passion, not by your preaching. People are inspired by your passion, not by your shouting. What is passion? A willingness to die for what you believe. People are inspired when they meet someone who believes in something so deeply that they are willing to die for it. This is why, and this is the negative example, this is why many terrorists, young people, were willing to obey bin Laden. Because they say, he's willing to die for it. He's willing to live in the mountains, in the caves. This man must be really someone who believes in this. I'm believing this too. So they strap bombs on their bodies and do exactly what he told them to do. Well, 
Here's a positive one. Jesus Christ. His first statement to his disciples was, they are going to arrest me. And they are going to kill me. In other words, my belief is so strong, I'm willing to die for what I believe. Because I want to save mankind. The disciples were willing to die after that. Because he was willing to die. Never ask a person to believe in something you ain't willing to die for. Dr. Munro, I want to open up a business. I got a vision to open a business. Okay, that's fine. Good. So what are you putting into it first? You want to borrow my money? What are you putting in it first? I need $5,000. Okay, so what are you selling out of your house first? In other words, if you ain't willing to invest in it, why am I going to be giving you stuff? Passion. Everybody say passion. Passion inspires people. Inspiration is when you generate meaning in other people's lives. When you give them meaning for their lives by your passion. They begin to feel that they are doing something important if they join you. Because it's important to you too. When you give people meaning, they will give you their authority. That leads me to point number six. It's called influence. When people submit their influence to you, it is, it, it is literally them giving you their authority, which comes along with their resources, which includes their time, their talent, and maybe even their money. That comes from influence. Influence is an act of the influenced, not the influencer. For example, Jesus told the disciples, follow me. Now, follow is an invitation. Which means that they had to make the decision to actually do it. He didn't force them to come. He just said, follow me and I'll make you leaders of men. So they had to actually decide to follow him. Influence is when people are so impacted by your conviction of character that they are willing to surrender their authority to your cause. That's called following. When people are influenced by you, then they call you a leader. So leaders are made by the people. You don't collect people to become a leader. You suddenly realize that people are following you, that's all. You are so busy pursuing, number one, purpose, that people are impressed by your passion, and therefore they become inspired by your dedication to your cause you influence them to believe in it so much that they follow you you turn around and say what are you doing and you realize that people are believing in you so true leaders never seek followers followers are attracted to true leaders I didn't try to find anybody in this church to follow me I I really didn't and you, you, you know that some of you have been here for a long time Believing in this vision and my passion and my desire to fulfill the vision of training people to become great leaders. And that's why you come here. Because you want to join me in that cause. You yourself want to become great. Obviously. But that's a good passion. And I wonder, wow, where did they come from? True leaders don't seek followers. Followers are attracted to true leaders. They are attracted to your passion 
And they are inspired by your dedication. Uh, if, you, if, if you want your children to read, for example, lead them. How? Let them see you reading books all the time. Whatever you put your time and effort into, people will be impressed by it, Including your children. So you tell your children, don't watch TV. And then they see you passionately at TV every day for five hours watching movies. And they're like, you telling me not to watch it? How come you watched it all this time? And they're confused. Whatever you put your time into is what people believe is important to you. Influence. So that's how leadership works. Here's a man that I think exemplifies it. Now remember, leadership is finding what? A purpose, a conviction, and a passion that attracts other people. Let's read a statement made by Abraham Lincoln, one of the top leaders in American history. He freed the slaves of America. Probably the greatest president of the United States. This is what he said. He said, I quote, I have said nothing but what I am willing to live by, and if it be the pleasure of the Almighty God to die by. End quote. Now, read that carefully. Do you see it in there? He saw a federation without slaves. When everybody had slaves around him. Members of his party had slaves. Political party had slaves. So he was going against his own party, against the government, against the whole machinery of Washington. And this guy said slavery is wrong. He believed it with all of his heart to the point where they shot him. He was killed by the bullet to his head after the slaves were set free. They assassinated him. Are you willing to die for what you believe? There's a movie that just came out on Lincoln. Go and see the movie. It gives you a little insight into what kind of man he was. But this is what his statement was. By the way, this statement can be found in Washington at the Lincoln Memorial. When you go to visit Washington, go and see it. it. The whole speech is on the wall. This is the part that I took out because it got me. He described when he became a leader. This was the moment he became a leader right here. When he said this. I have said nothing but what I am willing to what? Live by. And if so, be the mighty God's will for me to die by. He therefore didn't find something to live for. Leadership is about finding something to die for, to sacrifice for, to, to, to do without for. Let me tell you something about, about, I want you to understand leadership, okay? Leadership is designed in such a way that it will test whether you believe it. And this is why all true leaders have to go through hell before they experience heaven. You will never become a multi-million until you're being bankrupt at least twice. Check all of them. They have a story. Because life doesn't allow you to just go to the top. <laughs> you got to swim to the top against the current. You got a mango seed with a tree in it. What's the first thing you do with the seed? You dig a hole, right? Why are you digging this hole, man? I won't go up. Trees go up. Yeah, but we can take you down first. Now, wait a minute. I want to be a leader. I want everybody to see me. Nope. We can hide you under the dirt. We can cover you up. You, no one will see you. 
Wait a minute, I want to be great. Yep, but we got to hide you. We got to get rid of you first. Do you really want to become great? He found something to die for. Nelson Mandela, the picture on the screen. Here's what Nelson Mandela said over 100 years later. Let's read it together. He says, it is an ideal which I hope to live for and to achieve. But if it needs be, it is an ideal for which I am prepared to die. End quote. He was talking to the government of South Africa against apartheid. Do you see those statements similar to each other? They didn't know each other. Almost the exact words. They didn't know each other. I remember the day when I said that. I said something similar. I didn't know about these at that time. When I was the, the subject of great criticism in this country, they were, they were about to mutilate me and the visionaries. They told me everything except the kitchen zinc. And you know what? I believed in what I was doing so much. I remember telling my mother and daddy, I don't care if they kill me. I believe in what I'm doing. You know why most people don't succeed in life? They ain't willing to die for what they're living for. Look at that statement. I am prepared to die. Now here's why that's so important. If someone is prepared to die, they're already dead. Am I right? In their minds. So you cannot threaten them with death. That's why they become a problem. As long as you want to live, you cannot really become a leader. If you are willing to go through the test, the test of losing everything, being misunderstood, being abused, being talked about, being criticized, being demeaned, uh, becoming the subject of castigation. If you ain't willing to go through that stuff, you ain't going to make it. It seemed to me that every dream becomes a nightmare because it be, before it becomes a reality. Can I say it again? Every dream seemed to become a nightmare before it becomes reality. You got to go through this, this, this burial, this, this point of death. This point of, of, of no return, and then you return. Are you willing to become what you were born to do and be? This is leadership. So here's my philosophy as a result of this. Number one, true leadership is not finding something to live for. It's finding something to die for. Write that down. I want you to think about this for the next three weeks. Think about your life. Look in the mirror. Spend some time alone, study your own life, study your passions, study your dreams, study the desires you have in your heart to help humanity. Put it on paper, look at it and say, am I willing to die for this? I am threatened every day on all sides by so many different things. And by some people. But it's too late for me. I am sold on what I'm doing. I'm willing to lose in order to win. You want to be a great woman, a great man, 
You want to be a leader as a young man? You got to buy into this. That I have to find something that I'm willing to sacrifice everything for. At least the point number two. True leadership is finding a human cause worth sacrificing yourself for. And sacrificing may mean doing without for a long time. Cutting back on things in order for you to fulfill the vision in your heart. Uh, losing friends. Cutting back on, on eating out. Driving a old car a little longer for the sake of your dream. This is sacrificing as a leader. Going to prison. And that prison might be a job that you don't want for a while, but you need to keep it to get some money to keep going toward your dream. Leaders are willing to go to prison and be there for a while. Like, J- like Joseph. And then emerge as prime minister. Because he believed in what he was convinced about. He saw something. He saw a vision of himself on the throne. You know, once you see your vision of the future, the present discomfort becomes meaningful. You also know that it's temporary. So you never panic under pressure if you have a purpose and a vision. You outlast the pressure. The only thing that is permanent in your life is your purpose for which you was born. Everything else is temporary. And what is purpose? Vision and pictures. So you never quit under pressure if you know that where you are is not what you saw. Am I making sense? This is important. Sometimes we become so discouraged by where we are, we think that that's a permanent address. But the good news is your vision should always be the thing that guides you. Because it makes you patient under pressure. There's a quote about Jesus Christ that says this. For the joy that was set before him, he could endure the shame, the cross, and the pain. Why? Because of the joy that he could see before him. He saw a vision of the future that that gave the pain meaning. Some of you are going through a tough time right now. And maybe God sent me just to tell you, hang on just a little bit longer. This is a part of the, of the seed bursting through the soil. Fighting the pressure of the soil. Making its way up to sunlight. You know, sometimes you're growing and people don't know you're growing. When a seed is bursting and germinating, you don't know it. But something's happening under the soil. Tell your neighbor something is happening to me, but you can't see it right now. See, if they knew what you was going through right now, they wouldn't believe you could smile like this. But the good news is, this is part of you manifesting yourself. You are coming through the soil of pressure. And by the way, that pressure is weight on the seed. It's weight. But the very weight has the nutrients. That's where you get your nutrients from. At least the point number three. Read this and write it down. True leadership is discovering the problem you were born to solve. Now I know this may be kind of difficult. You know, One day I'm going to do a whole course on this. Because people have difficulty with this, this concept. 
But everybody was born to solve a problem. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, problems are simply needs that need to be met. So you were born to meet a certain need in humanity's needs. You were born to serve a certain purpose in humanity. You were born to do something that we need done. You are not here just to breathe oxygen, eat food and die. There's something that you're supposed to deliver to us that we need. What we got to do is help you find it and then refine it. And give you the freedom to serve it. Again, this is part of leadership. Moses was born to solve the problem of oppression for Israel. Yes. Joshua was born to settle the people in the land. That's all. Get them into Jordan or across Jordan and settle them in the land. David was born to establish the city and the center of worship. Jerusalem. Yeru means city. Salam means peace. That was his job. So he had to subdue all the enemies so Israel could have a headquarters in peace. And that's what David did. Then he died. So if you study everybody, there was a problem that they came to solve. You can identify the problem. Your value is in the problems you solve. Depending on the problem that you were born to solve determines how much you are worth to your society. People will pay you to solve problems. And friends, of course, our time is gone. This is Dr. Monroe again. Thanks for joining me on this special series of programs called Leading Edge Leadership. I trust that you have been inspired today, first of all, to understand that leadership is vital and important to our generation. Secondly, leadership is important to our communities and our nation. And thirdly, leadership is important to you and your family. I hope that you will continue to tune in every single series session on Leading Edge Leadership with Dr. Miles Monroe, developing the leader within you and others. Now remember that all of these programs also make available to you products that can be of a great help to you. We got a number of books that we want to recommend to you. The first book is called The Burden of Freedom. The second book is called Becoming a Leader. And the third book is entitled The Spirit of Leadership. And the fourth book is entitled The Power of Vision. All these books contain materials that you saw in our program today. So make sure order the entire set. It's called the Leadership Pack from Dr. Miles Monroe. You can receive these, of course, just by giving us a phone call or perhaps uh, going to a bookstore in your area and ask for the books by Dr. Miles Monroe on leadership. May God continue to bless you. Thanks so much for joining us today. And remember, you were born to be a leader, but you must become a leader through a process. So don't die a follower, and I will see you at the top. This program is made possible by the partners and friends of Miles Monroe International.